You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show with Alex Sashlow. At some point, Alex will explain to you all who he is, but until then... Please take a minute and check out our last guest episode with Jonathan Haidt. We've got a few more guest shows coming. In fact, maybe I'll do one with Alex so he can explain that all to you uh, that I'm really (laughs) excited about. But of course, this week, a lot to get into. The biggest news of the week, of course, the leaked Supreme Court opinion likely overturning Roe v. Wade. Noted never Trumper, J.D. Vance pulls it out in Ohio and... You know, plus a few more listener questions on a few topics we've had our eyes on too. So, Alex, where do you want to start? We got we got to talk about SCOTUS. So, in in what I think everyone's talking about, it, it's an unprecedented leak. This draft opinion overturning Roe v. Wade was leaked on Monday night. We knew it had to be our lead story today. Joe, where do you want to go with it? Well, you know, it's uh, don't keep feeding the outrage machine on uh, the outrage being about the leak and not about yeah, the good point. Uh, draft uh, opinion itself. I mean, it's, a, it's with the right wing. It, you know, that's sort of the, the initial thing is uh, just how the outrage machine on the right has just gone into outrage. They're outraged about the leak. You know, like the the Supreme Court has a right to privacy, but women don't. Uh, in, in any case, look, I, I think this has been, uh, you know, coming for forty years. It shouldn't be a surprise. They've been working at this. They've been, you know, uh, working at state legislators, slatures, excuse me, trying to get into a position where they could have states like Mississippi and and Texas and uh, uh, the, the the laboratories of autocracy is uh as david pepper puts it put them all out there basically putting putting challenges in place not just on on uh, a woman's right to choose but uh an abortion but a whole whole host of things that they're they've been working on that their think tanks have been cooking up that they've been exploring in states where they pass some of these laws and then of course the whole time you know structuring vacancies on courts. I mean, the whole thing with McConnell holding, you know, uh, holding the Garland seat uh, hostage with no, not a vote, nothing, not even a hearing, uh, all to steal a seat. And then for Trump to to put three uh, pro-life justices who uh, clearly lied on the, st- you know, committed perjury in their hearings. But I mean, so this has all been going on. Yeah. It- uh, but don't worry, Susan Collins is disturbed 
I mean, she is going to be just totally disappointed. Very, very, yeah, disappointed. Uh, but, you know, so this has been going, you know, in the plan for a long time. And I think that the, the, the bigger thing is, in a lot of ways, it's Jocelyn Benson in Michigan. You know, she's, she's obviously the secretary of state and she's not making policy on choice, but she made a really good fight. So, so this has been 40 years in the making. Um you know, what's next? Because they're not going to st stop there at all. I mean, you look at, um, you know, Senator Mike Braun. You know, well, first of all, I'm going to track back a bit. So he, the, as others have said, hey, this decision, Joe Biden among them, this decision goes much further than choice. Or this is about the right of privacy, about uh, marriage rights, including interracial marriage, gay marriage, all kinds of of different things and and the rights been yeah voting rights but the 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 Republicans have been going voting oh rights. that's they're you know the outrage machine says that you know we're we're overreacting well wait a minute before we start where did all that come from well could it have come from a senator Republican senator Mike Braun who brought up interracial marriage as something that should be left up to the states too and not a single GOP United States Senator questioned it, challenged it, said he was wrong to talk about that. No, no, no. We're the ones that are are overreacting uh, to where this all could go. So th that uh, gets to is our friend Jocelyn Benson in Michigan said, uh, and she's obviously the Secretary of State. She doesn't have much. Uh, uh, impact in that office on policy choice. But she made a really good point that the fight for choice is the fight for democracy itself. It, it's a fight for our privacy across the board, not just, I mean, this opens up a whole bunch of things that, could, that, that can happen. And by the way, where the people talk about, oh, wait, I mean, like, you know, would Clarence Thomas, would he vote uh, to overturn interracial marriage. You know, that's not, you know, it, it's, it's a question. I don't know the answer to what he would do. However, I would say that, or we, are we, you know, that is there not a state laboratory of autocracy out there who wouldn't pass that law uh, to challenge it, to They're get it try. to the Supreme yeah. Court? So that it could be overturned, gay marriage. I mean, all these voting rights, all, all these different things are now. Um, if this is the the ruling uh, that comes down, and there's no reason to expect it to be different, um, but if this is the ruling that comes down, uh, it really is a a fight for privacy, for democracy, for rights. It's that's what's on the ballot uh, in November twenty two. It's 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 everybody in if you're pro-democracy and and want to stop uh, this assault because it's coming. And and again, no one, not a single GOP senator uh, challenged Mike Braun on his, yeah, hey, states should decide interracial marriage too. And how, by the way, how, the, by the way, there's nothing wrong. This is the interesting thing. Clarence Thomas, who who is in a biracial marriage, could be in a state where biracial marriage is still legal and uphold that it should be states' rights. In other words, he could uphold that in Alabama, you know, you know across, uh, different states, 
that, um, yeah, this should be decided in the states. And, oh, well, I just happen to live in a place where that's, it's okay. But anyway, it's just, uh, it's like, a, it's, yeah, I, I think there's a lot going on here um, uh, and a lot of, like, smoke and mirrors on the right about the, about the, you know, the outrage over the leak, about we're going too far. No, no, they're going too far. They've gone way too far. Right. Well, and, and this is something that I don't think we can, we can repeat it enough times or too, I don't think we repeat it too many times is this is the next step for them. This is not the end game, right? This is setting up, like you said, there's states that are out there that are going to pass these completely crazy laws. I mean, you look at the reaction of the Texas abortion law earlier this year, the Mississippi one, I think a lot of people kind of threw up their hands and said, oh, well, that's Texas that's Mississippi, but you see where it's going very clearly here on a national level. Yeah, no, that's that's the whole point. And, and the, the, the bigger point is that once you open this up, uh, the way this ruling or, or you know, draft ruling, uh, you, you know, opinion seems to be going, if it goes that way, yeah, then states, there are going to be state legislatures out there who say, yeah, um, we want, we don't want gay marriage. We don't want interracial marriage. We don't want, uh, and, and any, a whole host of, we're just talking about marriage. There's like you said, voting rights, a whole bunch of different things that one state, uh, may want to, you know, stop certain people, uh, you know, a, a group from voting. And what's this, I mean, this, this is where this whole thing is just a slippery slope into oblivion and, and the loss of rights and privacy. And I mean, I just think that it's going to be, you know, put 2022 in a it, it'll be interesting to see whether enough Americans wake up now to what exactly has been going on for the last you know few decades. It, they've been doing this for a long time. But I mean, I, did they did, is, does this wake anybody up to what to the real threat that it's democracy itself? And you're well, right. It, it, this gets in. This gets into one of the the things that's been kind of bandied about on Twitter this week. But who do you think this galvanizes more, us or the Republicans? Uh, I don't think you, you know. It, it's one of those things where you know it could galvanize uh, uh, people on both sides. Look, um, all the polls, Alex, you know, are showing that you know, for instance, you know, fifty seven percent of Americans, last ABC poll, 57 Americans oppose a ban uh, after 15 weeks, 58% say abortion should be legal in all or most cases. And, you know, 54% say the court should uphold Roe v. Wade compared to only 28 who say the ruling should be overturned, the Roe v. Wade should be overturned. But I I think, look, the critical, so, so you would think that votes are, you, you know, that the votes are there to cause real, real problems for the Republicans um, in a lot of these marginal seats. But I think the right argument is the one where seven in 10 Americans say that, the, you know, the decision on whether or not a woman can have an abortion should be left to the woman and her doctor. At 70, over 70 percent say that. Right. 24, That's a, that, that gets into right. the, the 20, battleground argument. Yeah. Right. 24 percent say that abortion should be regulated by law. You know, in other words, the, 
that these bands should be, you know, that it, it should be regulated in some way, uh, either how many weeks or whatever. That that's the thing. The question is who decides, and if it's and if it, you know, if seventy percent believe when you ask the question who decides, a woman or a doctor, or you know, a bunch of politicians in Washington or in the state house. It's pretty clear. 70% say doctor and the woman, and 24% say the politicians and the folks playing games and regulating our laws. So I think that's the, the uh, you know, how many Republicans who, who helped get, a, get this here are going to say, oh, it's the woman or doctor who should, that's not going to happen. So I think this is going to hurt in the end the Republicans if, the Democrats, like it don't fall into the traps, arguing, you know, getting in the fight about the, the leak or even, by the way, some of the arguments. I mean, I think the arguments about where this could go are not the point. I mean, they're, they're, they're arguments. I just made them. And, uh, and I think, you know, when, when uh, you see someone like Braun open up interracial marriage, but I don't think that that's the... The, I mean, I don't want to get we shouldn't get into day to day, you know, outrage fights over this one or that thing. I think this we should stay on on this issue on just the decision who just the question of who decides, because the American people are, you know, pretty unified that this should be left to a woman and her doctor and not, you know, regulated by by laws passed by a bunch of politicians. Who just happened to be a bunch of guys who, who who've never had to worry about getting pregnant. By the way, well, and I mean, Joe, we even saw this in Alabama in an issue where it, abortion is obviously pretty poisonous for for Democrats in a lot of ways. But even a majority of people in a state like Alabama that was basically two thirds Trump say that some of these bans are too extreme, yeah, right? Well, that kind of too extreme language is, is I think, a winner here. Yeah. And we saw it in the in the focus groups. We saw, you know, focus groups with 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 right to life, people, Republican women who who, uh, uh, you know, uh, saw themselves as pro-life. I mean, that's how they would describe themselves. Uh, and when we talked about this, they thought overturning Roe v. Wade was was going too far. Uh, it was really fascinating that they were pro-life, but I don't know if we should overturn that, you know, Roe v. Wade. I mean, they would literally, they weren't, you know, hard set against it, but they were very, very troubled by it um, in the groups. And, you know, and so when you've got that group of women who have questions about whether this is the right thing to do, I think it could even be persuasive. I mean, there may be, may be some persuadable suburban uh, GOP women like we saw in 2018 that could come over to, to vote uh, with Democrats uh, on this issue. So uh, this might be a trap question, but it's, again, been kind of I've seen way too many people ask it. I really want your opinion on it. How are Democrats supposed to tell voters to vote for them to protect things like a right to choose when they're sitting there with the presidency and the House and, in theory, 50 plus one in the Senate and couldn't stop this? Uh, they can't stop it. I mean, there's not a whole lot they can do. 
Uh, this is part of the whole, hey, you know, Hillary, she's, she sucks. I'm staying home. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, that this, you, you know, we've, we've got 50 Senate seats, folks. Uh, you know, the answer uh, was and is still elect more Democrats. Yes, even more Joe Manchin's, because if Joe Manchin wasn't there, we wouldn't have the majority, the slim majority we have. And so it's like, stop all the purity stuff, go out there, work our rear ends off and beat these people. At least, you know, we have a, they're going to, they would filibuster a 60 seat. There's no way we'll have the 60 votes. And it's not Joe Biden's fault that with 50 seats, if one of one Democratic senator doesn't want to, he doesn't want to end the filibuster. There's no way to do that either. And so I just think, yeah, it, it, we can get mad that we have somebody that ha- that uh, has helped us hold the majority and we have you know all the committee chairs and ability to impact people's lives on a whole bunch of issues and then be ticked that that same person, and in this case, uh, Manchin, although I don't know, maybe he will on this you know, be mad at him because he he won't do X, Y, or Z. The reality is it's politics. I mean, this is political reality. And political reality is the votes aren't there. If the votes were, were there, we would do it. Uh, and now maybe the votes will be there. I mean, that's the, the thing we don't know is, is when this happens, if this is what the ruling is, it, at what point do we have, is there a Republican? I mean, would... That would Collins or Murkowski come over? Murkowski come over to to do the simple majority to end the filibuster. This is what I'm saying. It's just like there the votes are not there. They haven't been there on a lot of these other issues. Will they be there? But again, I keep and I've been saying this from the get get go. Stop waiting. Do not wait for Garland to do something. Uh, don't wait for the Southern District of New York. Don't wait for the Senate to change the filibuster rules. There's one, only one. We have to win in November 22. We have to. We have to gain Democratic seats in the Senate. We have to hold the House. We can, we can you know, say, well, why didn't they stop this? Or why didn't they do that? Or why didn't they protect this? If they could, they would. Um, and we just don't have enough of them. Uh, it, particularly in the Senate. But the problem is we, we lose f- 10 seats in the House. We don't have that. And then there you, you, you've got them uh, basically grinding the gears, throwing sand in the gears there. So either way, for given what uh, Joe Biden came into office with for, you know, for the slim margins in the House and the Senate, they've accomplished a lot. But particularly on an issue like this, you know, something that the other party has, you know, the Republicans have been on this march for 40 or 50 years. They're there now. Are they the, you know, the 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 dog that, that caught the car uh, on this one where, you know, now what the hell do they do when this ruling goes through and 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 the political consequences, whether it energizes uh, people to the polls, whether it whether it causes uh, that split that we were seeing or that that angst that we were seeing with pro-life women uh, in Alabama who who 
really did, you know, feel that Roe v. Wade over, overturning it might be a bridge too far for them. These are all things that I think are going to play out, and we have to be there. We have to um, seize this moment to rally as many people into a coalition for to protect privacy, protect our rights, protect our democracy, and win in November. So, in your experience, thinking about it over the last you know four decades now, uh, is this the kind of issue that could? swing an election on its own have you seen anything like this before you know in 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 any of your the the big elections you've been part of actually change something like this uh look there's all kinds of things that can change the election we've talked about you know this this is one of when we started talking at the beginning of the year it was like you know hey first of all they're going to have do better on on uh, the Republicans. We're going to do better on redistricting than they than they've done. They did well, but not not as well as people thought. Uh, you know, and then I said there were going to be externalities that were going to uh, come into play. I did not know when the point of things when you talk about externalities, uh, you often I never I did not see uh, Putin invading Ukraine, and um, and I think back then I wasn't thinking that the that the court was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. But th- I think this is one. The, th- these things, you know, matter and they change the dynamics of the race. Uh, the, the, you know, wars have done that in the past. I mean, but I'm talking about the Iraq War or something. You know, uh, 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 have have made that kind of an impact uh, in the past. Uh, the hostages being taken uh, by the Iranians, and uh, you know, we're going way back. But that was, uh, I think, a, a just a sea change. Not, I'm not saying Carter was going to be would have been reelected, but it, it, I think it made it impossible and changed the the dynamics. Uh, inflation t- does that too. So that's one of the questions here. Is yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of people upset about it right today that are upset about inflation and upset about this. Which one uh, motivates them more? You know, with with some, it, I mean, it, it's hard. I'm sure there'll be plenty on both sides of that. So people who care much more about inflation than they do this issue and and vice versa. But that's part of what's going to happen now in these race in race after race um, as we as as we get deeper into 2022 here in November. All right. Well, Joe, you mentioned race after race. We're in primary season now. Races come and seeming like every week, big week this week in Ohio. Uh, the Republican primary and the Democratic primary, but that one wasn't really a firefight. Uh, J.D. Vance uh, pulled it out, beating a very crowded Republican field. Uh, Joe, what, what do you what do you take from anything you saw from Ohio? J.D. Vance, the man who said pregnancy by rape is inconvenient. Inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this sort of goes to the point here. Um, I don't think that's what I'm saying. Whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, do you really align with someone who says that if you get pregnant because of rape, it's just an inconvenience for you? I mean, this is where this, the, you know, having the, uh, you know, the other thing I've said besides redistricting and, and uh, externalities is that, they are continuing to nominate the looniest candidate in the race. Um, 
and I don't think we've seen that, you know, what I just said was not the looniest thing Vance has, has said. Not even close. Not even yeah. close. But I'm saying these are the kinds of things that I think um, that that make it possible for Democrats to gain seats in the Senate and, and to hold the House, because, again, he he's not the worst of the worst. He's he was the worst in this race, uh, I think, uh, for the primary. But, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. You know, as we saw, see more of these primaries happen and see who gets the the, you know, gets the, the nomination. If it's continuing to be people like this, if it's a, if, if it's, a, a, it, you know, it's going to be really fascinating once you get. So we're not in generic Republican versus Democratic land anymore. We're now in J.D. Vance versus Tim Ryan, you know, J.D. Vance, who got you know, 32% of the vote. It's less than a third of the Republican field who had, you know, a, a rhino, uh, I guess, uh, a vote out there that was, you know, t- over 20, 30% in, in the same range. I mean, candidates who who he was attacking because they weren't real, real conservatives. Uh, we'll see where that goes. At the same time, you got Tim Ryan gets over 70% of uh, the of Democrats, much more unified. Uh, and it's, you know, steady, you know, I, I, I think with Ryan, it's, you, you get a guy who's, you know, been fighting for blue collar working folks his whole career in Vance, who's going, you know, extremely, increasingly ex- extremist, but also he's a high tech billionaire, millionaire. I mean, who's protect, who's de- being funded by billionaires and never really, you know, isn't from, you know, hasn't been in the state fighting for these folks. So I, I just think that it's going to be interesting when you add a little of the of the of the MAGA crazy, uh, actually a lot of the MAGA crazy that J.D. Vance has embraced, uh, even though he was a never Trumper for quite a while till he realized he couldn't couldn't be in politics unless he he knelt at the at the throne um, and, and for dear leader. Uh, which he did and got it, got dear leaders endorsement. So all that's going to play out. I just think in the end, they keep uh, nominating loons and we're, you know, people like Tim Ryan, uh, the steady folks that were uh, nominating out there. I think that that contrast, that contest, not a referendum on, you know, how you feel about your life today, which is what the, it's all outrage about everything that's wrong out there that they, they're innocent bystanders. They had nothing to do with bullshit. I mean, we're we're talking about Joe Biden for the first time in since six before two thousand sixteen that we're paying down the deficit, the debt, uh, the 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 national debt that didn't happen at all. So here you it's it's bullshit. Here you got Joe Biden for the first time since two thousand sixteen. We're paying down the national debt. No Republican. Who who is in office in 2016? By the way, I can't. It was a Democrat, right? Yeah, it did Democrat because uh, Trump didn't take office until January 2017. Well, all the way through those four years of, of Trump hell, um, the the Republican you know deficit hawks they never paid a penny on the debt. 
It was all, it, it's always been Democrats. I mean, the Obama, the Clinton, Obama, and, and, and now and now Biden is doing that. But let's get back. I went off on a tangent there, but that just shows you, you know, what's really going on. We need to make it. It's not a referendum on Biden, damn it. It's a it's a it's a choice between these lunatics and people that are trying to make your life better. That's what I think Tim Ryan, um, why Tim Ryan can win. But you just take this another one. So you and I were talking about this. You know, this was maybe not the most important race, uh, Republican uh, race to watch. I think the most interesting one was the race in Michigan for the special election victory um, that Democrats had down in, in, in Michigan in a seat, a double digit Trump seat, a state house seat that had always been held by Republicans. Uh, Carol Glanville won it by 11 points. I mean, it's the first time in history that a Democrat won the seat. Yeah, it's a House seat. But, you know, candidates mattered here. Why? Why did the, the Republicans lose this seat for the first time in history? A seat that had been won by Trump, double digits? Because the Republican, he was not only all about the big lie, he was on film saying that if his daughters were raped, they should lie back and enjoy it. So this is what I'm talking about, loons. When they put up lunatics like that um, who show uh, how just extreme these people have gone, that, you know, you know Carol Landville wins. And she did not run away from any of this stuff. She went straight at how extreme Reagan was. She said, we should, we showed that Republican extremism has no home in Michigan. You know, so th she's not, th this is the whole point here, is they are going to nominate more of these people. They got a senator, Mike Braun, in, in the Senate who's, who says interracial marriage should be decided by the states too, after he heard about this, uh, uh, the, the, the Roe v. Wade opinion, uh, draft opinion. So uh, these, I think the more of that, and the more these we see these nominate, the who wins these nominations, um, and the more it's uh, uh, people like, like uh, 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 this Regan in, uh, in uh, Michigan, uh, uh, I think there's going to be lots of them running for the House. Uh, and I think we're seeing them uh, today. Trump uh, in a lot of the House races in Ohio. It was the Trump crazies that won. And he, you know, he got his ways in the Senate with J.D. Vance there in terms of the nomination there. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't think it's going to be good for Republicans in the end. I think that's the reason Democrats are if we do what we need to do and we make this the choice that it really is. We we will make gains in the Senate. Herschel Walker's another one in Georgia. That won't be a gain. We'll keep it. I think we can gain in Pennsylvania. I think we we can you know we can uh, uh, make gains in Wisconsin potentially. Ohio with Ryan. Uh, we'll we'll see. And uh, but I I feel like we have a real shot at gaining seats if we make it uh, a choice.
And then I think in the House, it will even be be uh, clearer because I think the you know, McConnell actually tried, uh, you know, uh, and the, the quote Republican establishment actually tried in some of these Senate and is trying in some of these Senate primaries to to, to defeat uh, the 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 uh, the Trump endorsed candidates. I don't think there's anybody watching the hen house uh, with in the house seats. I mean, so that they, 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 they're even crazier and there's no one really organized to try to stop it from happening. So we're going to be, I think just stunned by how over the top crazy their, their house candidates are. And that's why I think we can, uh, if we make it a choice and, and stick to, what we've accomplished and and what they've obstructed and where they're trying to take this country, I think we win. Joe, a lot to cover today, but we are just about out of time. We're not going to ask Matt's question from California? We'll save that for next week. Okay, Matt. Sorry. I tried, buddy. You heard me. And also you too, Neil from New Jersey, getting to it. And Chris from Florida. Gosh, they just keep... Okay. Uh, we will get, you know, maybe what we should do is just do one whole show on nothing but Neil and Chris's and and uh, and and Matt and other people's questions. We'll work on that. I'll work on Alex, and what and also we're probably going to do a call a show where just it's Alex telling us uh, me asking Alex a bunch of questions. Thanks everyone for listening to That Trippy Show. We'll be back next week. And of course, please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And hey, give a a listen to our last uh, episode with Jonathan Haidt. I really think there is a lot of real good insight into how we need to message and think about persuading more folks to join us uh, and win in November 22. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.